The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. So, let's ignore some neck tattoos. (laughs) What happened to enough about the now? Well, that transition was about as smooth as a Brillo pad. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, dear God, I just saw a photo and that is... Oh, honey, (laughs) what thinking? The world is a vamp. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One Crazy Weekend, the show that usually talks about Wrestling Weekend, but Casey needs some uh, time to work on some her own projects, so we're doing a bonus episode this week. Because I have Bunny, and I have Jeff with me. Hi. I'm sorry. Hello. I'm just, I'll, I'll tell you guys later, it's not relevant, but oh god. Okay, and we are once again going back to the White Claw Cultural Center for some GCW in LA. Instead of a history on the company this time, I have uh, a GCW storyline update. Back mm-hmm. in January, uh, AJ Gray won the GCW title from Nick Gage, but then immediately got cashed in on by Ricky Shane Page, who has the title now. And this was after RSP stole the belt off Nick Gage and did that whole um, come get your belt convict thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I love RSP so much. Yes, yeah, same. Uh, RSP is the top heel because of this and having stolen the title from Gage prior, and Gage is looking to get revenge. Also, I was at this show again, as was Casey. Was. And also uh, our friends Kalen and Josh and our friend Rowdy. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. They're all at the show. Shit, man, I was so busy looking for you and Casey, I didn't I completely miss them. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so you're going to have to fill us in, because I've, I've never seen most of these guys. No problem. Uh, once again, feel free to play Spot the Podcasters at home. And now we have, we have a, a serious thing. Yeah. Because uh, we start off with a memorial to Justice Payne, who had died uh, about six hours before the show. Mm-hmm. And like, to make things, uh, well, not really well, worse, but also... To me, more uh, unfortunate. More unfortunate, Justice Payne is in fact Nick Gage's actual real life brother. Yeah. And Nick yeah. had the match tonight, so wow. I gotta admit that that's pretty admirable that he went through it with it even after his brother died. Yes, I, I have some things on that when we get to that, but um, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, yeah, we didn't know until the ten bell saluted. Uh, cause of death is unknown, and frankly, I don't want to know. Well, I mean, going from what Nick said, I think we can yeah. infer the course, but I don't really. I don't, I don't want to pry, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we're not going to pry. Yeah. Nick, we're really sorry for your loss. Yes, truly. Um, competition tonight are the classic duo of KG and Sean, with KG doing uh, announcements as well. And we are once again in the White Claw Cultural Center in January 24th, 2020. Uh, Who exactly is KG? Kevin Gill. He is... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, he's pretty, basically just the voice of, G- of GCW. Okay. Um, shall we get into it? Sure. Cool. Uh, match number one, Chris Bay versus AJ Gray. Hey, it's Bay versus Gray. Hooray! Go sit in the Boop. corner. 
Moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about both men a lot in season two, especially since AJ Gray is running the For the Culture show this year. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Yep. Uh, I believe this is Bay's house. <laughs> what well, could possibly make you think that? I, I mean, you know, they only said it about 20,000 damn times. Guy's over. Guy's real over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, Rosen, can you tell me about these two guys? Because, like, never heard of them before. They seem pretty cool, but, you know. Okay, so AJ Gray is obviously the guy that uh, Ricky stole the title from. Yes. Uh, and so he's working his way back up to the title picture. Uh, Chris Bay is a local guy from Northern California, which... For Bunny's sake, Northern California might as well be another state, although not really because we don't we don't want to deal with that, you know, taxes and bullshit. Basically, California's really, really big, like double the size of most states. Mm-hmm. So Northern California is like six hours away. Ah, that explains a lot. Like, Northern California is where uh, people go to snowboard. Like, it actually snows up there. I mean, like, I get, I get what you're saying. It's just that, like, given that you know, in my state, you can go six hours and barely be in the middle of the state. <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah, um, yeah, excellent. Uh, does anyone have anything before we, you know, get into the actual match? Uh, a little Definitely. commentary. Yeah, commentary uh, made a comment about Bay kind of looking like Kofi Kingston, but. Okay. They both they're both too goddamn young. Well, it, actually, uh, KG was talking about how people, I guess, were confusing Chris Bay for Kofi Kingston for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know why. The hair, like, they do have similar haircuts. That's about it. Yes, yeah, so, that's really so, the only so, thing. Similar haircuts. They're both kind of lanky. They both like to flip and fly and and. Sh- Except Bay's got like way more tattoos. Yeah, and is also at least a decade younger. He's, he j- yeah. from what I understand, Chris Bay is just starting. Mm-hmm. He's also signed Impact now. Oh, sweet. Which just happened a few days ago, yep. Uh, um, I would comment that the announcer's mic kept stopping, like, it didn't work a lot, it was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my one, spoiler, that was my one change for the, uh, for the, <laughs> uh, show, like, how I would improve it. Um, so I yeah. do have one question. Yes. Why do they call it the White Claw Center? Because the first show they did there was uh, Janela's Farewell LA show. Uh-huh. And he is he is a big fan of the White Claw. I still, we don't even, we don't have that here. Or I don't think we have that here. So, like, all I know is that it's some sort of vaguely alcoholic drink that Casey likes. Yes, and Alley Cat is a humongous fan of it. I can say things about Alley Cat and alcohol, but I'm not going to. Hmm. Yeah, well, let's not. Let's not. Um, excellent opening sequence. Uh, then the BDE leg drop. How has nobody come up with a name called the BDE before now? Because big dick energy is just a, now becoming a popular phrase. It's been a popular phrase for like six months. Yeah, true. Uh, I like that it's Bay with the speed advantage versus Gray with the power advantage. Yeah, this was a damn good match, people. Yep. A huge chop from Gray. And then uh, Sean says, like a horny honey badger. That was hilarious. Yeah, the commentary is really good on this show. Uh, we have an Odie alert. Our buddy Odie Brown is uh, is the one riffing this match. Who? 
uh, local LA ref. He he did the uh, GCW Japan tour recently. Okay. Yep. Uh, giant spinebuster into a Liger bomb from Gray, and uh, commentary points out Bay holds the distinction of being on 205 Live, Impact, and ROH in the, all in the same week. Patrick, nice job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that lariat. And then chopped and screwed gets Gray the win. Excellent opener. Yeah, that was yeah, that was actually a pretty solid match. Uh, really good, uh, really good opener there. Yeah, it was a great match. I'm just surprised. Like this was their first time wrestling together. I thought they would have wrestled for ages. Like they, they genuinely look like these two are just, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's just what happens when two people have like really good chemistry together. Yep. Now kiss. <laughs> Well, if you go if you go by AJ Gray's Twitter, uh, I don't know. He he AJ Gray will admit he is one of the horniest men in wrestling, not like predatorily, but you know, just public. that's a very very bold claim. Horny on Maine, that is. Okay. Like he's constantly tweeting porn stars. Okay. I can get down with that. Sure. Okay. Yep. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Next match? Uh, sure. All yep. right. Match number two, Joey Ryan versus Jimmy Lloyd. I assume I, assume I don't need to explain these two. No. 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 Yes. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd Flip versus Deathmatch. There you go. There's your explanation. <laughs> Funnily enough, that was kind of the story of... Uh, yeah, um, that was the story of the match. Yeah. Uh, also, comments from the chat... Uh, Dalton says, wait, BDE doesn't stand for Big dog elation." I mean, it, I mean it, it could. No, Roman's not here and we don't like him. I like him. Much. Eh. And Noctis says, okay. Noctis says, dick is the way of life. Porn is the way of life, I don't know. <laughs> oh, right, you can, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, kind of. Oh, yeah, no, I got you. on my, yeah. So I'm just assuming here, but okay, yeah, porn, good, yeah. Uh, so yes, Jimmy Lloyd is here, let's do this, and then uh, Joey Ryan has a perfectly fitting theme for him. For those who don't know, he uses the uh, Escape, the Pina Colada song. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's just, well, what that song is about, and he considered that he divorced his wife, how about we just go on to something else? Yes, that, that part may need to be, may need to be <laughs> cut out. Um... What's funny is, uh, we got different reactions from our group. I was, you know, I was neutral. I was excited for the match. Casey was very happy to see Joey. Rowdy was uh, excited and surprised, because I guess he didn't see the card beforehand. Uh, although, it's weird. We, we ran into Joey uh, g- coming into the show. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Kaylin hadn't seen him before. And Josh was very excited to tell her all about it. <laughs> and was pointing out when the moves were going to happen. Mm-hmm. It was kind of adorable. It was not... Not adorable, but it was, it was, what, what's the, I, I want to say it was cute without sounding condescending, because J- Josh is my friend. Uh, sweet? It was sweet, there Indeed, you go, right? it was sweet, that he was, yeah. Does Kaylin still have blue hair? Uh, no. Oh, okay, that would explain it, because I was wondering, yeah, he's how gone, did yeah. no, yeah, but, he's back to No, but you could spot our group from Rowdy's blue fedora. <laughs> How the hell did I miss a blue fucking fedora? In, in his well, defense, he's he's like he, he's kind of short. Yeah, he's like a foot shorter yeah. than me. So yeah. Okay. He's... So I got to go look for a midget with a blue fedora. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's, that... he's like 
No, he's it's not. not that. It's, it's not, not that he's short. He's like Casey's height. It's just that I'm super tall. Yeah. Also, we were in the back row. I mean, he's like that. I, it's yeah. like I'm I'm slightly taller than he is. I'm like five seven, five eight. So but yeah, you look for me or Casey, you'll probably find us. Uh, yeah, def, def, definitely. If you look for Rosen. Uh, R- R- Rosen, next time you wear the blue fedora. Hell no. <laughs> We'll get you. A, okay, what about a green fedora? I'm not wearing any fedoras. Okay, what about a big giant? What about a big green giant cowboy? Tell you what, if oh. I if I ever go to a show in Texas, I will wear a big gr- giant green cowboy hat as long as I'm not blocking anybody's view. Get a common <laughs> San Diego hat. I'm sure Casey would be down for that. I, I do have that Jotaro hat, but it doesn't fit me. Why are we talking about hats? <laughs> Um, because we, you want to see you better. Anyway, right, Joey anyway. Ryan versus Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, before the match, Joey Ryan gives gives his blow pop to a fan, of course, and then says that uh, he he wants to have a serious match because uh, he's sick of people seeing him as a comedy guy and Jimmy Lloyd as, as a deathmatch guy. And what's mm-hmm. interesting, and these are both true, Jimmy Lloyd was trained by Drew Gulak, a.k.a. the good Gulak. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel comfortable throwing shade at the other Gulag because he's. A I have a joke about that, but I'm not good. I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah. The, Drew Gulag is great, and and not the other one. Uh, and Joey was trained by Daniel Bryan, Rocky Romero, and Samoa Joe. Wow, that's a pedigree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so yes, know. these guys can wrestle. Uh, yes, and they're very good. Uh. And, for example, they had a very impressive opening sequence. Yeah, they did. It was actually genuinely good. Yeah, some I mean, really nice chain wrestling. Uh, not that I meant that to sound like I was surprised that they could wrestle. No, they're, they're good guys. They're, they were impressive I, even if you knew both guys' careers. Yes. Yeah. I'll stop digging the hole now. Go on. Usually I'm the one digging the hole. Uh, the dick has been unsheathed. Okay, I watched some... Really interesting. Okay, how about we just get that mental image out of my head and keep talking? We were talking about unsheathing dicks. Can you not? Oh, I thought you meant the other. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> Look, I'll explain later. Fair Someone enough. Someone say something that isn't about dicks, please. Uh, well, I, I, I here we go. Well, I mean, kind of, kind of tough to do when you yeah. got a match with Joey Ryan. Joey but... powers up from uh, Jimmy Lloyd falling onto his dick. It was like he tried to yeah, leapfrog and accidentally like hit Jimmy's knee. Well, well, the thing is, uh, yes. it, it was like, uh, well, the thing is, yeah, he tried to leapfrog. Jimmy went to like kind of you know put his knee out for like an atomic drop type move, and and you know Joey's Ryan, Joey Ryan's dick being what it is, you know, nearly blew the damn thing out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and it, and it just kind of, and it all just kind of you know escalated from there. Knocked his unsheathing dick caliber. <laughs> well, he who unsheathed. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say you could talk to Excalibur like that could be his porn name. <laughs> he mm. who unsheath he who releases a dick caliber shall be the true Wang of England. <laughs> the true Wang of England. <laughs> Oh boy! But yes. Um, 
Boopplex, then the Uplex, but Jimmy kicks out. And then the Jersey DDT gets Jimmy the win. Fun stuff. Yep. That was a really good match. Yes. Uh, shall we move on to another really good match? Sure. I'll be, we're just flying through this, but we don't have much like negative to say, and we've seen a lot of these guys before. Well, you have. Yeah, true. Uh, yes. Um, match number three: Blake Christian versus Ares. This was supposed to be Blake Christian versus Rich Swan, but Swan got injured, so Ares was removed from the scramble. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, Ares is awesome. I'm oh, sorry. Can you explain who these guys are? Oh yeah, uh, Blake Christian is a guy that, uh, he's from Jackson, Tennessee, and he is the new crop of really athletic indie guys that are, that are making a lot of scenes and are, like, show, are, what's the word I'm looking for? He makes scenes and creates memes. Yes, they're really fucking popular and really good. Mostly for lots of, mostly for, like, taking very scary shit dives. (laughs) He looks like he has terrible hair and he looks really stoned and he kind of reminds me of Gregory Iron. He's very good, at, as is Iron, but, uh, yeah, he had an amazing match with Alex Zane that got the two PWG spots. Uh, and n- now they're teaming with Deppin to face uh, the Rascals at the next PWG show. Neat. Yep. Uh, also, I want to point out Blake Christian's theme is the theme of the villain from Sonic Forces. Ah. He's a gigantic nerd and I nerd. love him. Nerd. Yep. Nerd. Uh, I mean, it's a bit critical, but nerd. Yes. Uh, Ares is, he is awesome and is, I'm amazed he's not in more places. Also, his entrance mask rules. And Blake is Christian he? is going to have a fucking banner decade. Who is that? Oh, Ares, he is a Mexican wrestler that uh, is, I believe, is either... I can't remember which promotion it is, but he uh, he's getting popular because... Well, for one, he's really good. And for two... He's getting uh, popular because of his innovative moves, which you'll see some here tonight. Okay. Uh, I will say, Blake, some highlights from, just some that are coming to mind, some highlights from the last time we talked about Blake Christian on this show, and believe me, we'll be talking about him a lot more in season two. Uh, He dove from the top of the White Claw Center. He hit a, a... Springboard 450 from the second rope because he to- uh, tore off the, the top rope in his fight with Alex Zane. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Like, I just say go watch that match. It's amazing. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I, I did send Blake Christian this clip that, that Dalton is referencing, but uh, your petty wrestling moves cannot hurt me even a fraction of... Ah! Ooh! Ee! Ah! <laughs> I don't get that reference. It's a Game Works reference. Oh yeah, you're talking. About, yeah, you're talking about that one and that part in the Sonic game where yeah. it's like my unlimited power. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Basically, in Sonic Forces, when you fight Infinite, uh, they were they were doing a thing where anytime they would hit him, uh, he would be waxing poetic. So he'd be like, "You cannot touch me by infinite power." Oh, ow, oh, e, ooh. <laughs> and it was like the whole fight. But we're not here to talk about the game. We're here to talk about wrestling. And there's a weird overlap between the two, but we'll talk about that another time. Oh, I just had a good idea. Oh, what's that? Oh, we'll get to my good idea in a bit. Uh, well, the thing is, I don't have, like, I'm going to have trouble calling this one because it was really fucking fast, but really good. Like, like, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's. 
It's what you get when you have like you know a bunch of you know two two flippy guys go going and doing you know getting their shit in. Flip, 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 kick, kick, punch, flip, yep. flip, flip. I love yeah. it. It's like flip, punch, kick, slap the thigh. Yes. Yeah. I wish. Go on. Uh, for example, that opening sequence way too fast to call, but I adored it. Uh, flash kick moonsault from Arias. Like he like planted his foot on the turnbuckle and then moonsaults it off of it, but it looked like a flash kick from Street Fighter. Nice. Neat. Uh, Topekon Hilo from Blake Christian, who landed on a chair as it slid. Chair surfing. Nice. Holy yeah. shit. That was good shit. That's such good, that's such good shit. Uh, I love the KG shoutouts. Like, just him, you know, talking to, uh, People, people who have uh, talked about the show. Um, t- turning top rope gut wrench suplex from from Blake. Like I don't even know if that's a gut wrench. I just don't know what else to call it. Uh, gory pile driver. Oh my god! Like a uh-huh. a gory special. Uh, turned into a pile driver. As they pointed out, it looked like something out of No Mercy. It was insane. Uh, and then I, I did see this in gifts for, in previous Arias matches. Hurricane Rana turned into a power bomb, like he was getting Rana, and then he turned it into a power bomb. That was good shit. Yep. Uh, catch Northern Lights bomb with the bridge, gut wrench bomb on the apron, hidden blade because Blake Christian is calling out Osprey. And then uh, I believe this move is named after <sighs> an uh. A, uh, I, I don't know what the deal is there, but a acquaintance of his that is no longer with us, Isla, I, I think I'm pronouncing that right, gets the win. Or Elia, excuse me, Elia. Elia gets the win. Um, which is basically right. a, uh, a twisting crossbody. Looks awesome. Yeah, I was it, wondering what that was. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, wee. It's like a, it basically instead of going for rotations, he went for, uh, for, like, a twist. It looked awesome. Yeah, it was alright. Really about the... Sorry, you were saying? Uh, I was just going to say that match was awesome. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Uh, well, it was, it, was, it was definitely what... Uh, it was definitely a match. I mean, I... It's... I mean, it's a lot of high-flying and athleticism, you know, and that's... And, and it's impressive. So, uh, you know, got to give it that much. Mm. About the only thing I have to say is, Blake, honey, Will Ospreay is a dumb cunt. You can do better. Wow. Post-match. Goma, Goma, leave that in, because, like, I'm going to be real here, listeners. I hate Ospreay, and I don't care who knows it, because Ospreay's a cunt. And I... I'm just going to say Pollyanna, bitch. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I agree. I'm yeah, not a big fan of his either. And it's not just that he's a shit person. Like, if you want to wrestle a really good flippy guy, there are tons of really good flippy guys. Yeah. God. He's not that good. Go wrestle Paris. Paris can do a shooting star DDT. Everyone's happy. Yes. Uh, I, I will just say, yeah, I, I, I hope Blake Christian beats Osprey, is what I'm going to say. 
because yes. post match he calls out Osprey and uh, nothing has official has been announced yet, but they're heavily hinting at it. Uh, match, shall we move on? Yes. Match number four: Chris Dickinson versus David Starr. So something funny happened when this match happened. Casey had kind of forgotten the card, so when Starr's excellent music hit. She got upset as she knows Star primarily as PWG's biggest heel, and she's never seen him lose live. Oh. Because uh, Star made it to the Bola finals this year, and Casey had to miss the, the last night of Bola due to being sick. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and then she got super pumped and started jumping up and down when, when Dickinson came out as his opponent. You could see her on the, on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, the nicknames return, although Star was never in, at least he never won King of Trios. I think that, that might have just been a, a screw up from a KG, but it happens. Excuse me. Uh, I love that the Bernie nickname always gets a loud positive pop. Oh yeah, you're in California. It gives me hope for these trying times. It's been yeah. a week. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Uh Chris Dickinson needs new merchandise so I can give him money for being so awesome. Uh, excellent submission section from Star to start. Or do, do you guys have anything to add? Or Jeff? I mean... It it was a hell of a match. Uh, Dick, uh, Dickinson, like, you know, comes in with that fucking lariat out, just turns him inside out. Um, it was, it was a pretty, it was pretty, it was a pretty damn good match. You know, two of the independent wrestling's best, uh, going at it. You know, what more can you ask? Yep. But I can talk about, about what's happening. So, uh, excellent submission section from Star to start off. Uh, I just remembered that Dickinson's from Staten Island. Next time the Impractical Jokers need a wrestler for something, they should just call Dickinson instead of like Tommy Dreamer or Bully Ray or something. I like Tommy Dreamer, but, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Story of the match. Star knows Dickinson can outpower him, so he's going for submissions to weaken the limbs. Uh, the chops in this match were magnificent. Um, yeah, I like how they're both endurance wrestlers, and this and it shows because this was the longest match on the show. Mm. Uh, fake out chop into a leg attack, and then Star slapping Dickinson on the head. That may have been a mistake. Instead of powerbombing him, Dickinson released Star into the turnbuckle. I've never seen that before. Violence party from Star. And then a Pazuzu bomb countering into an arm drag and a suplex into the buckles. And then a lariat to the arm! You know, Violence party would make a fantastic name for a tag team. It was a Super Dragon's move. And that was taken by Candice. That, good. Good for Candice. Blackheart Buster, uh... And then hand Stanson stars big finisher after he, after he loads it up and it's absorbed. I loved it. I popped so hard for that. That was great. Like stars runs the ropes a good two or three times, hits him with the lariat, and Dickinson just like fuck you. <laughs> uh, hand Stanson. Oh yeah, I said that. Killer Hill's lariat and Star kicks out. Hand Stanson and Dickinson kicks out. Hand Stanson again countered into the Pazuzu bomb. That was an amazing fucking spot. And it's still not enough. Killahill's Lariat again. Dickinson wins. God damn, that was awesome. Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a damn good 
good match. <laughs> Bunny, anything to say? I only have one thing to say about this match, and that is, if I never ever hear the words "independent" or "dirty daddy" again, it will be too fucking soon. Fair enough. Uh, but did you like the match? I mean, it was okay, I guess. Fair enough. Post-match, uh, Dickinson cuts a promo putting over Star and what Star is fighting for. Hell yeah. And that's the, the halfway point of the show, meaning, assuming we get a sponsor, we'll be right back after this message. Howdy everybody, Editor Gomer here, and since Rosen has so graciously left this space for some sort of an ad or sponsor or something like that, um... I am going to tell you guys about another show he is going to be on in the near future, and that show is called Thespian Talk. What is it? Well, it's a news and opinion show, just like a lot of others out there, and we just try to make sense of all of these things that are going on in the world, some of it good, some of it very, very bad. A lot of ranting goes on, and a lot of random humor as well. You can catch the show at rtgomer.com or wherever you get your podcasts every Wednesday evening at about 7 p.m. Central Time. So if you want to catch me and Rosen and a bunch of our friends, go check it out. See y'all later. Welcome back to the show. We did, you really, our... did you really believe that we have sponsors? I, think, I figured I could pull some strings. <laughs> what strings? We're sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, a game I've never played, but I've seen sponsored on every YouTube video. <laughs> okay. Uh, match number five. It's the legendary scrim. Oh. Hang on. Okay, go Hold ahead. Hold the fucking phone. Go ahead. There was a whole fucking section between these parts. Yeah, that's that's for the live show because they're they have an intermission for yeah. No, I don't mean that. I mean there was a video and I don't know what the fuck that was about. Oh, uh, you mean the lone wolf and cub thing? No, I mean. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about there was this video from late. It said it was from late October 2019, and then like this guy got kidnapped, and I think it was Gregory Iron, and there was a bit with Nick Gage and the TOD trophy. I don't know what the fuck yes, was going on. Yes, I do on. know what that's about. So Good, Gregory Iron, me. Gregory Iron is part of uh, RSP's Ohio gang. Oh God. And so uh, Nick Gage kidnapped him to get revenge at uh, RSP for ki- for taking the the, uh, the belt. And he took the TOD right. trophy. And so that was, who's, like, that was stuff who's from... Who's TOD trophy, was it? Oh, Ricky's. Oh, okay, right, so... Yeah. That makes a lot of sense now. Yes. Uh, other than that, we had, an, we had an excellent promo by my boy, J-Rose, uh, who did the promo... Yeah, that was a great promo. Oh, yeah, he's he does... A, once I start wrestling, I want him to do promos for me. He's amazing. He also did the promo, the excellent promo with the JoJo reference for... Suzuki versus uh, Orange Cassidy, which I'm very excited for us to talk about in season two. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Did, did you just find out about that match now? Yeah. Oh, that match is gonna be amazing. Orange is going to die. Orange is going to actually physically die. Everyone was like, "Suzuki's not covering guy. He shouldn't be doing this bullshit." He was in DDT for a long time, and he fought a guy named Mecha Mummy with a bicycle. I, I know Suzuki's got a sense of humor and can do it. It's just that Orange well, is going to die. Yes! Well, yeah, I mean, Suzuki, you know, has has done those matches where you fight outside in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like giving brain busters to people in a fucking botanical spring. 
I mean, we all know what Suzuki did with his first paycheck, but go on. I don't. Oh, he, no, it wasn't the paycheck. Um, He took the ring truck to a brothel and got a handjob. <laughs> my, my man! That's a legend right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Match number five. It's the legendary Scramble Fuck! You're going to have to explain who most of these people are. I only know one of them. I have no problem. The whole point of these scrambles is to highlight new talent and or showcase old talent. Or not old talent, but established talent. And I love them. Yes. Like, these are these are my favorite matches because of, you know, discovering new people and establishing the greats. So we have Starboy Charlie versus Adrian Quest versus Slice Boogie versus Eli Everfly versus Gringo Loco versus Matt Vandegriff. So first off, Mob Charlie 100. You can just, okay, I can't verbally express it, but just picture me sitting here with a what the fuck look. I was about, I was, yeah, I was waiting for a response, but yeah, so I will, uh. Mm-hmm. So, Starboy Charlie is 16. Children. Yeah. He literally, in this case, he started when he was 11. That's unethical. A little bit, but I uh, won't get into that. <laughs> It's, it is unethical. I mean, and you know, even if his parents are there, I mean, you can still argue. You can still argue the ethics about. But we're not here to argue ethics. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so the reason I said Mob Charlie 100 is because his theme is the theme song to the anime Mob Psycho 100. I feel a little bit cheated that he didn't use Starboy by the weekend. Well, the thing is, he looks exactly like the main character. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got. Got kind of a bowl cut going. Yeah, Mob. Mob's whole deal is that he's this unassuming kid, but he has amazing psychic power. That's literally the plot of like half the fucking animes. True. True. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically the plot of pick your shonen series. Yeah, it's like it's Akira, but the twist this time is that he uh, he teams up with a grifter psychic to solve uh, solve supernatural mysteries. Hmm. It's really good. It's from the makers of One Punch Man. Hmm. Also, I love that KG was bopping his head to the Mob Psycho theme. Nice. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, he, So, uh, Starboy Charlie is a NorCal uh, kid who had a breakout match with Jake Atlas, and that's why he's here. He's really good. Children. Uh, mm-hmm. Gringo Loco is Zach Galifianakis was a fucking amazing wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he went for a Spanish name when he looks like a Viking. Well, no, because it means crazy white guy. Yes, I know, but he went for a Spanish name. Like, has he wrestled in Mexico? Uh, I think so. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I, uh, I, he's trained, I think he's trained by DJZ. I know he trains with Ali at Ali's school. Sweet. Because he's a Chicago guy. Uh, okay. So, you know, I think Slice Boogie may be from New York. Why does everybody hate this guy? Because he is a heel and from Queens. What's wrong with that? If you're not, if you're not from New York, New Yorker uh, like if you're not from New York, you kind of, you're kind of hated by the rest of America because New Yorkers have a stereotype about him. Right. Basically, Jeff, you want to help me out here? Um. Why do people actually, hate New Yorkers? Oh, why why people hate why why people. Hate New York, New Yorkers, but yeah. Oh, uh, stereotypical rudeness, I guess. You know, whatever. But it's it, it's 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 
it's like, it's stupid. Dating New Yorker, I don't get the stereotype, but from what I can gather, people it's because they're uh like they're obsessed with how great New York is is the problem people have, which is weird. But it's also just because he's a like his character is a dick. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, I, well, just lead with that. Well, <laughs> she asked why people hate New Yorkers. I don't know. Okay, second question. What the fuck is with his name? I, I don't have an answer for that. Slice Boogie is just a weird name. I'd imagine maybe it's because, you know, New York's famous for slices of pizza. I mean, do you have a whole... Do, you, do they have a lot of pizza places slash discotheques in New York? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think, when you think slice boogie, I mean, you're not wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking like someone cutting pizza with a pizza cutter to the Bee Gees. I'm doing a weird fucking dance in the background. Oh, oh yeah, he's like he's doing the bead, he's doing the Saturday Night Fever with the pizza cutter. It's like bam, 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 bam. Oh God! I, now we are back to the uh, we are back to the the immense silliness that I love about this podcast. Uh, All right, um, tell me about Adrian Quest. Well, before, before we move on, I have I have to say, uh, so not knowing he was a heel going in, I reached out for the high five from Slice Boogie, and he damn near took my arm off. Dude, <laughs> like. I get Cage high far high five me less hard than that. Well, Cage knows how to you know. True, um, like Slice Boogie was going full fucking force. Dude is uh, strong, Dalton, is what I'm saying. Dalton says Queens is the part of New York where you're handed a broken bottle and an inappropriate nickname upon birth. Yes, it's like that and Staten like, Island are like the mafia towns. Oh, or at least were back in the twenties. So does Slice Boogie count as an inappropriate nickname? Yeah, 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 I guess so. Uh, so uh, Matt Vandegrift rules, and, and he looks like a... Oh, I, did I skip Adrian Quest? No. No. It, it was Vandegrift, then Quest, then... Yeah, okay. Uh, Matt Vandegrift rules, and he looks like a, yost, a lost young buck. Yeah, I, I like that guy. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, like, I liked everyone in this match. Uh Slice Boogie won the SoCal Uncited Rookie of the Year award. They mentioned that. Uh, Adrian Quest is another guy that's rising up real quick, and he's really good. And then, of course, my what man... What is his quest? To, to do it for the homies. It's a bit unspecific. Yeah. When you, when you have a non-specific quest, anything can be the goal. Mm-hmm. Although, anytime, anytime they say for the homies, because my brain is ruined by television... I just think of For the Shorties by, uh, by Sirloin. <laughs> hmm. I, I miss Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Hmm. Uh, and of course, my man, Eli Everfly, who is, uh, the teacher of both Slice and Vandegriff, and hopefully me by the end of the year. Hmm. Does that mean I have to refrain from making comments about him? No, Eli's a, he's a, Eli's a sweet guy. Uh, we gave, what's funny is we gave art to Joey... Uh, Effie and Eli, and got pictures with them, and then e- <laughs> Eli accidentally held his backwards when we got a picture. Okay. And what you were saying? Well, I'm gonna put the comment I made in the chat. You guys keep talking. So, St- Slice starts off going right for Charlie, uh, establishing himself as the big heel. 
Uh, monkey flip head scissors from Charlie. God, they're all super quick in the ring. I love it. Um, it was kind of hard to know what was going on. I mean, you had six guys. Everyone was going everywhere. Yeah, it was all one amazing blur. Which is how I like mm. it. Um, wheelbarrow stunner from Eli, and then top Time of your sex tape! God damn it, I walked, in, <laughs> I walked into that one. <laughs> Tyler sex tape, I know. I know. I, I realized I did it again. Anyway. Tyler uh, sex tape. Yeah, I, I already said it. <laughs> uh, top rope suplex stunner from Eli. Holy shit. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, and suddenly there were doors everywhere, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, the, uh, also, the Doomsday Crucifix. Oh, we're getting to that. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, leg sweep into the apron from Slice. Like, he actually swept the leg. Mm -hmm. uh, Slice powerbomb quest from the apron into the ring. Then I keep Rada Moonsault. Goddamn. Uh, lethal injection from Charlie. Vandegrift sent Charlie flying across the ring with a German suplex. Oh, my God. What? Uh. Let's see. Um, whenever Quest... Yeah, I said that. Oh, wow. KG called it. He said, uh... He called Edge being in the Royal Rumble. Okay. And someone made a really funny joke about Subway. Yeah, uh, that, that was Sean. I can't remember the exact joke, but it was pretty good. It was something about Vandegrift tossing Charlie like, uh... Fuck. Five dollar foot long? Yeah, something got a foot long, like uh, I don't remember the rest of it. It was really funny. Yes. Uh double jump moonsault from different sides from Loco. Like he was on one side of the one side of the turnbuckle, jumped to the third rope on the other side, and then moonsaulted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Doomsday Crucifix bomb from Eli and Loco. What the fuck? I I, yeah. I thought the guy I thought the guy fucking died. I mean, his head, the way it just... <laughs> it's like the way it just, like, collapsed on the uh, on the mat, uh, on, on the, you know, on the crucifix bomb part. Goddamn. What was excellent? Dalton, hmm? Dalton says, I used to play bass for, bass for Doomsday Crucifix. Nice. <laughs> what was excellent that's, was, uh, they probably... That sounds like something Crash would review. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Eli probably practiced this a lot at the do at the uh, Santino Brothers Dojo. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the advantage of ha of wrestling your students. Mm. Like you could just yeah. go over spots you want to do over and over again until you get it perfect, and they got it perfect. And then, I mean, hmm? it looked like it fucking kills. But, but that's the point. It looked like it killed, and he was fine. Yeah. Sli Slice power bombed Eli onto Quest. You have been so mad, just hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then a, a double Queen's hangover from Slice. Couldn't say the Harlem hangover because he's not from Harlem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vandegrift smashed Slice over the head with that chair. Yeah, and then uh, then you got the uh, the kids setting up the t setting up the door with the tape with the chairs and everything and. Uh, there were yeah. doors everywhere in the second half of this show. Yeah, like, it was oh, no, yeah. no doors in the first half, and then the second half was oops all doors. Yeah. It's like, we've just got an influx of doors from the Doramporium. The, yep. um, the Umdorium. <laughs> there were so many doors that fucking Jim Morrison would have been jealous. You beat me to it, goddamn. <laughs> Follow the weird naked Native American. 
what? Okay, so in Wait, Wayne's a, World it's... 2, Wayne dreams about, uh, gets a prophetic dream from Jim Morrison, and quote, a, a weird naked Indian, end quote, uh, to form his own version of Woodstock, and that's the catalyst for the plot of the movie. And anytime I hear about Jim Morrison, I just, I, I think of that line. Okay. Wayne's World 2 is a weird movie, but I love it. And I support that. Yes. Uh, DDTJ from Charlie, like Ray Horace style, the height, on the, the height he got on that was nuts! <laughs> and then Charlie has a door! And then Rana onto the floor from Charlie. Mm-hmm. Spanish. Yeah, Eli with the evil Eli with the Spanish fly. The Spanish fly on the outside, onto the chairs and the floor, onto Vandegrift. Mm-hmm. I think he might have clipped his leg on a chair too. Maybe he was fine after. I think he was fine after though. They're still wrestling yeah. right now, so. Superplex through the door gets Loco the win. That ruled a lot. That was a good match. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice uh, clusterfuck. Match number six! Mance Warner versus Tony Deppin. Mance uh, uh, hmm? Now, I get to make my joke about Game Grumps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anthony! <laughs> Anthony! <laughs> oh, God. Fucking gay brothers. <sighs> That's good. That good memories, you know? Yeah. Um... Mance and Deppin are going to be talked about so mu- on the show so much, especially in season two, they should get producer credits. <laughs> I mean, you can sponsor us if you want, lads. Yeah, like, again, we have a sponsorship sure. spot open. I'm not sure if they can actually afford it. You know, you can throw Casey some shirts every now and then. That'll count for sponsorship. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Mance took a, buddy, a selfie with my buddy Harjiv. That was cool. Uh... Tony Deppin is not fucking around. Like, he got a chair before the bell. Yeah, no. That dude has, like, just lost his shit permanently. Yep. And then the second the intros were done, uh, we got a chair shot and a dive. This is gonna rule. Deppin dives over a fan to attack Mance. Goddamn. Did Deppin dive into the Dippin' Dots? The Dippin' Dots! <laughs> I can't remember. Was that Ted Cruz, the politician, who had this really weird vendetta against Dippendorf? No, I know what you're talking about. I think it was uh, fucking Oh, Rick Santorum. I think it was him. Hang on, I'm gonna Google this. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, we're because that's bugging me too now. Uh, Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer. That's who it was. Yeah, the the fucking uh, uh press secretary yeah. for Trump. Yeah, okay. Fuck him. Anyway, uh. A door bridge below the stage that can only end well. And then <laughs> Deppin gets put through his own contraption, proving what I'm dubbing Tremont's Law. What is Tremont's Law? Oh, anything that law, you, yeah. Anything you set up will be used, canon will be used against you. Most likely. You know what? That's great. I'm going to keep that now. That's good. Sorry, apparently we have a quick AEW update. Uh, apparently he... Someone who was doing a like t- acapella of Chris Jericho's theme last month is now singing it live in a choir uh, on the pay per view. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Yep. <laughs> uh, Deppin with the old Scotty Riggs. <laughs> what? Okay, so there was a famous bit in WCW, which, you know, as we know, Mansur was in. 
where Raven did a drop toehold to Scotty Riggs on a chair, which injured his eye. And that's why ah. that's why Riggs wore an eye patch from then on. Uh, like actually injured or fake injured? I think the the injury was fake, but or it was real, but didn't last as long as it did. I, I don't oh, okay. I don't remember. I can't remember if it was permanent or not, but it did it did actually happen. Uh, choke slammed through the door, and then a Deppin driver through another door, and then Deppin smacks Mancer right in the back of the head. It was Door City over here. Yeah. Oh yeah, just like a, a full minute of them just beating each other senseless with doors. Uh, door fight! <laughs> like you can Who's see- there? Bam! The door! Bam! The door! Bam! The door! Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? The door. Deppin got them, like, got the shots straight on. Mancer got his hand up. I'm fine with either one. I don't really have a preference. I just... God damn! Did you miss... Did you say anything about the bit where Warner pulled out the helmet? Oh, no, I didn't. So, uh, at the White Claw Control Center, we're used to uh, light tubes. Apparently, from what I've heard, they're not allowed to anymore. Well, I mean, all those poor Ukrainians probably don't want glass everywhere. That's true. Well, that's neither confirmed confirmed nor denied, but it's just what I've heard. But, regardless, we brought, uh, head ma- we brought face masks to prevent stuff from getting in our eyes and mouth. And so, when that happened, uh, like, I guess Mance took one from a fan and gave it back after. But, you know, headbutts with the fucking helmet was awesome. Yeah. Uh, quote from Kevin Gill, crossing the line between wrestling and attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, I mean... They pretty much said it. That they pretty much said it right there. Just, uh, you know, basically, if you if you started taking parts of a door and started beating them, uh, beating a guy to death with them, you'd be arrested for assault. <laughs> I mean, I also like the part. I, I also kind of liked how bits of the door were breaking off of Tony Deppin's head. Yeah, that was nasty, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Totally a sex snape. Did you say sex snape? <laughs> I said sex tape. It okay. didn't quite work when I said it. Yep. Uh, ref ta- almost. Hmm? No, go ahead. Ref almost bumped, but nonetheless, dick shot and a wild uh, sliding elbow gets the win. That was wild. That's why I said wild twice. Mm-hmm. P- uh, Post match, Deppin calls out for the first official match of Spring Break. Alex fucking Shelley. I still don't get the hype about Shelley. Just he he invented a lot of stuff in the indies. Okay. Like he he is the reason we see a lot of indie styles nowadays, him and Saban. Yeah, it, like yeah, him and uh Chris Saban. Yep, Motor City Machine Guns. Yep. Plus as T- Deppen pointed out, he's one of the hardest working guys right now or ever actually. Okay. Anything else with that this match? Cuz I really liked it. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, just you know, two fucking insane bonkers guys beating the bejesus out of each other. You know, can't really can't really ask for a whole lot more. Yeah. Funny. Anything else? Or... It was good. I like it. Yeah, I liked it yeah. too. And now it's time for the not... <laughs> the match that we're fans of both people here, but. Man, is it div- is it divisive by the crowd? 
RSP versus Effie. Now let me just say, it's amazing that a guy who's a natural face like RSP, who is a personal inspiration of mine given his story, is also the best heel in wrestling today. I know what he's I said. Big, he's a big, fluffy, happy teddy bear, and I want to hug him. Effie is a true gay icon, and he'll be on, like, every show we talk about in season two, including his own. Mm. Well, he's not actually gay, but yeah. Hmm? He's pansexual. He was... Oh, okay. Oh, he's bi? Okay. But... No, pansexual. Oh, pan, pan, pan excuse me. Yeah, I, think. I misheard you. That's my bad. Yeah, I read it in an interview. Nice dude. Regardless. But as, I, as I understand, he's, um, like, in a committed relationship with a guy, so. Yeah. That does not make him any more or less pan than anything else. Exactly. And you mentioned... Bye guy here talking to pan person, right? Yo. And Jeff is straight. Token straight guy. Token straight guy, yes. Sorry, Jeff. That's eh, fine. <laughs> All right. I, I, and, and yes, that does work in a multitude. And, and, and yes, that uh, phrasing does work in a multitude of ways. Let's move on. Yes. To, to get ourselves out of this hole, as Effie said, wrestling is for everyone, but if you exhibit any kind of bigotry, we will beat you in the fucking streets. Yeah. <laughs> I miss, as, well they, as well they should. I miss RSP's old theme, uh, We Can Roll yeah. by uh, Bad Rabbit. It's one of my favorite themes of all time. But I get I was, why Heal RSP wouldn't use it. It's too much of a face theme. I get it. It was just really surprising because, like, you had fucking Effie coming out to fucking Elton John. When I'm used to Highly Suspicious by my morning jacket. And then RSP, and I think it was, like, Avery's old theme or something. And no, it's Pete, Pete Dunn's, Dunn's old theme. Because him no, and Pete Avery, are friends. And yeah, he was, uh... I think, Avery used it once, but not that RSP would know that. Go on. He was on a uh, a WWE documentary as, quote, Pete's friend. <laughs> I think it's still in his Twitter bio. Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Um, Qu- but yeah, no. Quote from uh, KG. Or two, or quote from KG. High on, uh, Effie is high on life and sexual innuendos. Yeah. And then quote from Sean. Daddy brings in the viewers, where he is not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are correct. Uh, he, he does have Pete's friend in his bio. Also, according to Twitter, it is his birthday. Happy birthday, RSP. Happy birthday, Ricky. I would Happy hug you, birthday. but I can't because you're on the opposite side of the planet. So come to Australia. I'll hug you and give you drug-free brownies. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot to use straight edge. That is an important clarification. Yep. A uh, huge toss from RSP, and then a swanton from him, and I miss his I love Matt Hardy twist of fate. <laughs> Meanwhile, the crowd loathes RSP. Like, that oh, yeah, is some nuclear just... heat right there. Oh, yeah. yeah like, dude, I the dude, fucking hated him. Yeah, guys, the guy is just over as a fucking heel. He's, <laughs> like, they want to see him die. <laughs> and halfway through the show, like, before he came out, I was thinking, oh, maybe we should get a shirt from him. That, that didn't happen because he did, he had to flee. <laughs> like uh, possibly like buying a shirt up from him if he'd come out of the match would have got you beaten. Yeah, well he uh in a show we might cover if we need another bonus. I'm not I'm not sure yet. Uh, at the end of that when he retained the title, fans legit attacked him. Jesus. And beer cans were wow. thrown into the ring and uh, mass. He has mm. gotten that '80s Roddy Piper get a knife pulled on your heat. Mm-hmm. Not that I object to the idea of doing that much, but I think also, like, we should all have turns to pick a bonus episode. Yes, that is absolutely true. I'm fine with that. That's, that's anyway, fair. 
um, yeah, so uh, according, well, commentary went very nice, helpfully filled in a lot of stuff for me. Like, apparently, RSP refuses to do title matches. Like, he w he'll carry the belt around, but he won't defend it. He'll only do one non-title. Yes, that is, yeah, that is one of his heel, heel uh, not heel perks, but uh, heel reasons why people hate him. Makes sense. Uh, it's also a pretty good move. Yes. I get that something like that with Caveman Og over here. Like, he's the champion, but he hardly ever shows up to shows. Hmm. And when he does, he just beats down whoever the one, number one contender is. So, like, at this point, like, next... No, no, this month, actually. Um, Ricky South has the um, a, a championship match against him in a couple of weeks. But if Ricky doesn't win, I'm honestly fucked if I know who the next contender could be. Because he's beaten pretty much everyone else. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. But, uh... Yeah. Go on. Yes. Um, so, at one point... Uh, Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, Dalton says, I just Google image searched Effie, and I would die for this man if I wasn't certain he would he could easily defend himself. That's about accurate. And Alternative Vision, you didn't yeah. miss much. We're, just, we're about halfway through the podcast, but it'll be on iTunes at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I at one point, hug Effie. Yes. At one point, KG it's says... I think he'd spike me by accident. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, KG says... Uh, Sandusky's finest, that, though that's not hard considering what else came out of Sandusky, Ohio. What came out of Sandusky, Ohio? I'm going to Google this and find out, and I feel the like I'm looking to like... The only thing I can think of for Sandusky, Ohio is Tommy Boy. Hmm. I like that movie. And I know, I know Jerry Sandusky is thankfully not from there. Uh, mm. Give me a second and I'll see if I can find out. Yeah. Notable people. Uh, I've never heard of half these people. <laughs> Um, Tell you what, uh, Kevin Gill, if you're listening, please let us know. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not really, I mean, the, the drummer from, for R.A.M. lived in Sandusky. Oh, neat. Uh, I'm not seeing anyone, obviously, who's, like, terrible. Hmm. Uh, F you with the blockbuster. And then, I pop for this, Ricky Shane Page destroys the door before it can be used. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, he breaks the door and puts it. Out and, and takes out the chairs. He's like, oh. screw. It's like, screw you guys. We're not doing any deathmatch shit in this in, in this match. They fucking oh, the fans went nuts. Oh yeah, they they, they wanted that. They wanted him just. They, they just wanted him to get the fuck out. Meanwhile, they I was just cheering and clapping like Damon Gant. They hmm. would have crucified him if they could. Don't give him ideas, actually, but uh. Thankfully, Blackcraft is long dead. Cute thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't, don't, don't tempt fate because. I feel did you like... hear that at WrestleMania? It's gonna Matthew Justice is putting the redacted title on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah. Top rope police pile driver from RSP. Goddamn. Yeah. Jesus. Chokebreaker countered into a rocker dropper, and then Blockbuster countered into a Michinoku driver, and then three Chokebreakers gets RSP the win. Good stuff. Uh, and the Chokebreaker oh, yeah. is Nick Gage's move, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Insult to injury. <sighs> what I found interesting about this was that Evie didn't use, like, he wasn't, he didn't really, like, do his, his usual antics. Like, he wasn't, like, pulling stuff out of his trunks or, like, trying to 
hit on RSP. He was just wrestling him. Yeah, I think the story was he he was so angry at the RSP situation. He was focused. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, anything before the main event? Um, Not really. I'm going to give me a second. Let's drop something in the chat for Dalton because you will love this. God knows I did. Um, otherwise, no. All right. Uh, then in that case, it's time for the main event. Match number eight, Nick Gage versus Matthew Justice. As we said before, major props to Nick Gage for working after finding out about his brother's passing. God knows I am not strong enough to do that. Yeah, man. That, like, that seriously, that, really... takes, that takes uh, guts. And it's really appreciated. Uh, Matthew Justice. Who? Can someone explain who Matthew Justice is? He is, apparently from here, he's another uh, hardcore guy. He is, his gimmick is he's the king of thrash metal. Is that a disputed title? Uh, not that I know of. Does he play any instruments? Uh, no, but his bullet belt looks like a guitar strap I had back when I was learning guitar. Hmm. Okay. Yep. He's also, he's a main guy in AIW. Ooh. Like, we saw him, oh, actually, you weren't there for that match, I remember, or that, that show, I remember that. He was the guy who was holding both belts going into the AIW Mania show. Mm. Did he lose them? No, is, is. Oh, is, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he's facing uh, Joshua Bishop in a no-rope barbed wire match. Coming soon on season two. Not soon, but, you know. <laughs> and then open this pit up. It's time for Nick fucking Gage. MGK, all yep. fucking day. Damn right. <laughs> Nick Gage is basically the unofficial mayor of L.A. at this point. Oh, that'd be interesting. I know him more than my actual mayor. <laughs> Does anyone know their actual mayor? I mean, probably people in small towns. I like Beach City? I... Yeah. Vader elbow to the outside through a, d- through a door from Gage. Holy God, we're not playing around. One, one thing about Matthew Justice y'all should know is that he loves, and I mean loves, to get hit in the head as hard as fucking possible. Um. Uh. Uh. His he's, not rela- and I he's, not related, he's not related to Shabbat, is he? Not that I know of. <laughs> I don't. I think I, I'm not sure what that is, but I think I know what you mean. Katsuyori Shabbat? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Katsuyori no, Shabbat. Was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look at this way. Is he related to Benoit? Oh. Ooh. Anyway. I'm just saying. No, I. It is his choice to get hit in the head that way, and I can't deny loving seeing it. Just don't get married. Go on. Uh, yeah, because a few days ago he got hit in the back of the head with a door, and he was like, "Y'all keep complaining that I get hit in the front of the head so much." So here you go. Also, according to commentary, he thinks seatbelts are a conspir- are fake. He is not going to live past 30. <laughs> I think he's oddly okay mm-hmm. with that. He, I, I, I get the feeling that uh, Matthew Justice, his philosophy is, is that quote from Bart Simpson, live fast, die young, and uh, leave a good-looking corpse. Well, you know, if you keep getting hit in the face with things, you're not going to leave a good-looking corpse. Uh. 
<sighs> I mean, kind of defeats the purpose, really. You, you know what else he loves, though, uh, that's not as harmful? Spears! Spear through the chair, spear through the door, and then he went for another spear, but Gage with the matador shot. Nice. Thank you. Uh, and then staple guns are here. Yay, yeah. staple guns. Staple guns. As we saw in the last time that uh, GCW was in LA, and a show we might cover someday if uh, Bunny and Jeff and Casey have picked theirs and yada yada yada, he uses staple guns a lot, and he got he stapled Mantra's tongue to a door. Ooh. He also had uh, Mantra had uh, a little kid staple Mantra's face onto Matthew Justice, but that's uh, for another time. How do you? It was a paper cutout of Mantra's face. Oh, okay. It's like one of those signs. You made it sound like his actual face, and it's like, that doesn't... No, that that wouldn't work. You'd need a really big stapler and like a... Hmm. Uh, Anyway. This is not a joke. There was just a GoFundMe made for Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo (laughs) removal. I am not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am not commenting either way, but I am just pointing out that that is a thing. Oh, God, yes. Uh, TKO through the chair, pile driver through the chair door by Gage, and the pain thriller, and I start getting sad because that was Justice Payne's old finisher. That's why yeah. he ended the match with it. Yeah, not just... He's like, yeah, two pile drivers, which broke the door, and then he... And then the... the pain thriller on, onto the wreckage. I feel really bad for Gage, because not only does he have this horrible uh, weight on his shoulders, he's also wrestling a guy named Justice. Yeah. Yeah, just, you get, yeah, you, you, I mean, kudos kudos to him for, you know, going through with it for, you know, especially with, especially with everything going on. I mean, I don't think anybody could blame him if he decided to sit it out. No. Yeah. Uh, Gage gets the win. I love that. That was a great match. Mm-hmm. And post-match, I have a long thing here. Gage calls for his MDK gang and thanks his crowd for taking his mind off his brother. A fan even gets in the ring to give Gage a hug, in, which is one of the sweetest things I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And doesn't get punched in the face or taken down because no. that's normally what happens when fans get yeah, in the no, ring. No, that was a miracle, and I'm glad that it was okay. Yes. And then... In the absolute most powerful heel move I have ever seen, Ricky Shane Page attacks. Holy shit. Because he's that much of a shit. <laughs> and I love yep. it. I thought that was a, gr- a brilliant move. Make him the most uh, hated man on the planet. And if Gage is okay uh, yeah, with yeah. it, I'm more than okay with it. Yeah. I Yeah. That, you basically said everything. Like, Ricky just... Beat up. He beat up Nick, he beat up Justice, and then the locker room turned up and he was like... The entire locker room, even the guys who aren't, like, main GCW guys. Even Slice yeah. Bookie was there. E- Eli came, like, charging at him with a kendo stick. Yeah. So, yeah, like, California hates Ricky. Like, and... even I was like, okay, I can't condone that. <laughs> uh... Gage challenges him to a death match in Jersey, and we may talk about that another time, but for now, let's head to our closing thoughts. 
Would I recommend the show? Absolutely. This was a fantastic show from top to bottom. GCW continues to deliver. Yeah, not a single, not a single bad match. It was good. Could use more women. I mean, yes, but that's that's a that's an industry wide problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to improve? Like Bunny said, could use more women. Uh, aside from that and some minor audio tweaks, nothing really I could ch- I would change. Um. Mm, I do want to know why Effie changed his theme. Otherwise, um, uh, uh, there's nothing I really have a problem with. I, a lot of this show I didn't really follow because I didn't know any of these guys, but that's about it. I will, I will just say that uh, going through our, our seasons, you will you'll learn them because a lot of them pop up. That's good. Yes, a lot of the usual suspects, you know, go to the same, same place and fr- frequent same sh- same kind of shows you know it happens mm-hmm. but anyway um next time yeah I, let yeah, jeff talk oh sorry sorry i th- i thought jeff had i might that's my bad no 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 it's it's no no it's fine um really uh like i said there there wasn't a single bad match here uh gcw you know knocks out of the park like i mean like bunny said you know could have used more women on on, on the show and and really, other than just a few technical issues and glitches, it's you know it's per- it's a perfectly serviceable, uh, perfectly fine uh, pay per view. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, now we go into our picks. Um, I had a suggestion for the group picks, but uh, I I want to hear what you guys think. Oh. Uh, picks first. Um. Well, Jeff, you go for your your singular pick first. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go with Deppen. All right, that's a fair pick. He's he is a, he is the the greatest guy to make everyone else look good and make himself look good too. Mm-hmm. Funny. Who's the group pick? I was going to suggest both RSP and Nick Gage. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say that. In that good case, choices. I'm gonna pick my singular pick. It's going to be Effie. That's fair. Uh, Casey, mm-hmm. would you like to have a pick for the show? Because you were there, Case. Effie! She says Effie. Hey! Oh. No, and two, well, two votes has it. Effie is the group pick. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Singular picks. <laughs> yes. Uh, and for my Who's pick, I'm going to go with Eli. I think Eli shows that he is both a great wrestler and a great teacher here. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With some honorable mentions to Arez and Charlie and Slice, and really just and anyone that. in the scramble. Yeah. Uh. And our group is yes. Uh, for just sheer character and commitment, and just being the best heel, RSP. But just for sheer tenacity and heart, and being just the best person, Nick fucking Gage. He is amazing. Agreed. And with that, and with that, uh, Bunny, do you have anything to plug? No. Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Uh, uh, not this time, but uh, but uh, state, but uh, I'll 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 try and work something out here in the next couple weeks. All right. Uh, I don't have anything to plug either, aside from the stuff that'll be in the description. Next time, oh, of course, our thanks. I always almost forget that, but I do remember. Uh. (laughs) 
Thank you to Joe Hunter for the updated artwork, which shall hopefully be updated by the time this goes up, which should be in a couple weeks from recording. Thank you to Gomer for editing this, and for especially for this episode, because I, I stuttered a lot. Uh, thank you to Ethan for the intro. Thank you to Vite TV for allowing access to this. Thank you to you for listening. And next show is actually going to be Black Label Pro, for real this time. In case we'll be back by that point, which I don't know if we'll record next week or in two weeks, we'll figure that out. But regardless, we'll see you next time on One Crazy Weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye.